welcome to The Upward Way, the podcast that assists the navigation of life with biblical insights from a Christian counselor. I'm your host, Steve Harness. Life is a journey, and we can find God's best for our lives. Each podcast, we take a question from our listening audience and answer two basic questions. What does the Bible say about this? And what does this mean for me? Together, let's discover the upward way. Hello and welcome to The Upward Way, our broadcast today. We're together in the studio, Natalie and myself. Hello, everyone. So if you are just joining us for this podcast and have never listened to them before, the way we do this is we ask a question that has either been submitted to us or that has been um, asked of us in the past, and then Steve answers it um, according to the Bible and gives an explanation on how that applies to us today. So our question for today is this. My teenager is lazy. She won't get up in the morning, won't do her homework, won't help out around the house. She'd rather be on her phone or watch TV. Help. Right. Well, I'd rather be on my phone, too, than doing homework. <laughs> not, not really. It's a uh, common thing, isn't it, to have balance in, in life. Uh, it's a struggle everyone will have. <coughs> and as a parent of a teenager, you're developing the character and the patterns and habits of your young person. So not wanting to do homework, that's during the school year. During the summertime, this sometimes becomes even a bigger problem with less structure. So one of the benefits of school, getting up and going to school, is it it adds structure that many times would not be there otherwise in homes because a lot of families are just kind of chaotic and not really uh, very disciplined. And uh, so this really goes back to discipline expectations. And so... What's the Bible say about this? There's several verses, and some of them I find rather humorous when you read it because you've seen it in other people's lives. It's very evident. Proverbs 12, (coughs) verse 24, The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. So instead of being a victorious person, bearing rule, being a leader, uh, you could end up developing your child to, because of slothfulness, to be under tribute, to be uh, not one succeeding in life. And that first makes that very apparent. You know, uh, I don't know if that would be just low-income jobs or just not really uh, having excellence <laughs> in the work that they do. It could be any number of things that's a result of just allowing persistent slothfulness to go by unchecked. So you want to make sure you instill diligence because they're the ones that will win in life bearing rule rather than being under the tribute of somebody else. Not, not everyone's called to be a boss or a leader in a workplace like that, but you get the idea that uh, a person who is under tribute is not winning in life or in the workplace. Now, Proverbs 18 verse 9 says, He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. This is evident uh, with people that maybe they don't want to go the extra mile and finding uh, food, for example, that's less expensive. They'll buy prepackaged. Maybe they'll waste 
a lot of money because they're, they just don't want to cook something like as easy as spaghetti would be to cook or something to that effect. So that's just an example of that. So a slothful person is his, he's a brother to someone that's a great waster. That's, that's not a characteristic you want in your family. Have you seen anything like that, Natalie? Yep. Uh, teenagers especially. I think it's just natural. It's the natural humanity of all of us just to want to be lazy, to sit around and to not get up in the morning, to sleep in, just to sit around and watch TV. But hopefully we can instill into our kids early on that um, that they can be profitable and make a difference in life. And Right. Not only wasting resources, but wasting time. So that, that verse goes a long way to understanding this. Another Proverbs nineteen twenty four: a slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. I always read that and laugh. You know, the guy's so lazy, he just sets his hands down and doesn't even want to uh, pick up a, a spoon or a fork and feed himself. Now, I, I hope that it's not that drastic in your home where you're still waiting on your teenager hand and foot like you did when he was maybe, you know, two, three, maybe four years old. But really, by that point, they should be feeding themselves and taking care of a lot of things by themselves. And um, it, it could be birth order for some parents being overprotective or overbearing or just not thinking the child can do more. There's a lot of different variables with this. But the point is, you don't want your child to be slothful or lazy. So what are some practical advice um, or applications to this idea of not being slothful? Here's one. Include your kids in household duties. And I've admired how effective Natalie is at doing this with our three children. And <coughs> it's incredible. Every child at every age can contribute something to the order and the structure of your home. When our son was two years old, he was taking the small little trash bags out of the trash cans in our bathroom and taking them to the kitchen where the bigger trash can is and, and putting it there. He couldn't lift it up and put it in. It was lightweight, but he was just a little fella. But he was still contributing some order and structure. Now, from the perspective of this question, the teenager's not adding order and structure, probably chaos and uh, not really adding value to the order of the house. But that child, that teenager, can add order and structure, but you have to instill that into them and expect that and reinforce that on a consistent basis. And I don't think it's in a yelling, um, I'm upset with you for not chipping in around here. It's more of a sit down conversation and say, look, you know, you're eating the food here. You know, we're giving you a bed to sleep in. This is what we expect of you, and if this isn't, you know, being done, then there will be consequences. Right. Expectations can be communicated like, you know, this is just who we are. This is your job as part of the family, and um, you want to communicate that in a kind, loving way and, and teach the why. This will help you be a better, uh, a better roommate in college or a better spouse once you're married or a better worker at the, <laughs> at the workplace. And so include the kids. And household duties. If you are washing dishes, you can give <laughs> them a dish and they could help you with that. You may have to do it again, but that's not the point. And that doesn't really matter. You're including them and teaching them some habits and patterns in life. Uh, 
go ahead, Natalie. And I've, something I'm learning now is just to be specific, because you can say to a teenager, I need you to help me around the house, or I, I need you to help clean. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it goes a long way to say, okay, every morning I want you to make sure that the, the dishes are done, or whatever the case may be. Be very specific. I, I want this certain chore done. This will be your responsibility. I expect you to do this. And when even, like in the morning, this is what I want you to do because otherwise they don't right. get it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So spell it out, spell it out until they get it and it becomes routine. And I found that in the counseling setting, you know, my teenager, he just won't get it or she just won't do it. And they're giving general terms and not specifics. They're giving general ideas, but not time limits. Right. Like do this before that. And, uh, you know, before, before you go to do other things, we'd like you to, uh, you know, have this finished or completed, et cetera. So that's excellent. How about this? Practice working together. If you're raking leaves, your kids can rake the leaves with you. And they're not going to do it as good. You know, they may leave a mess or whatever the, whatever the project is, that's fine. But it's about developing your child. I could get it done faster by myself. That's not the point. You're missing the parenting point uh, if that's how you view all your chores around the house. And you want to get things done. I understand that. We all have time constraints. But there's great reward for you and for your child when you are patient with them and teach them because they are learning life skills from you. And with teenagers especially, um, in order to not provoke them to wrath, it is a good thing to work together on a project and not just be like, you do this, you do this, and then you go and sit down and drink your tea. Right. So accomplishment together, getting something accomplished together is another benefit of working together like what you just uh, suggested, not not just sending them to do something that you could uh, teach them to. And eventually they'll get to where they can do it, uh, whatever the task is, <coughs> on their own. And so practice working together. Have healthy boundaries on media devices. So if there's an alternative to work, you know, just doing nothing or watching TV or playing a game or being on the phone an inordinate amount of time, then they're always going to default towards that. If that's the default in your family, and maybe you're guilty of doing the same thing, I mean, they're just going to do that. And so have healthy boundaries on the media devices. You could say, let's have an, uh, you know one or two games or uh, an hour but no more on, uh, let's say, uh, on a media device. And really, there's a lot of other things we could talk about media devices and cell phones and and how you need to be uh, having healthy boundaries with those I love the idea that the we've, time limits but the idea that we've said before mm-hmm. is having a basket and when you come into the house all the phones just go in the basket because there's really no reason for kids to be just sitting around wasting time on a phone when they're home and they could be productive or spending time right. together as a family all right it leads to discontentment like if, if you're on the phone all the time and in fact, many adults listening right now struggle with this. They wish they were somewhere else because they're there in their mind because of their phone or some kind of media device. Oh, I'm at that beach, but th- they're not at the beach. Or, you know, they're uh, trying to see what everybody else is doing. And um, that's, that really is a good way to waste time. And so have healthy boundaries on immediate devices that basket that you're saying when kids come over to our house, we have a lot of times neighborhood kids, sometimes Four or five guys or, or girls from the neighborhood will show up at our house to play in our backyard. And so we'll have a basket, put it in the basket, you know, leave it over here. That way, if you're with somebody, engage with them. If your child's at home, let them engage with you. If you're, if you're vacuuming 
and <coughs> or you're cleaning the floor or something and uh, they're just over there playing on their device they're not studying they're just goofing off and they're doing something that uh, you're doing something that they could help with that's that's unhealthy so that's not a good relationship so you want to include them here's some ideas because during the school year you have <coughs> more routine and a lot of times those routines are broken up whenever there's summer break have some expectations if you don't want your child to be lazy have some summertime expectations this Sunday in our church we are releasing a book reading list for people of all ages kids teens tweens and young adults in addition to adults that way um, they have something that they could look forward to and you know have have goals that you set before yourself and before your your teenagers so have uh, have some expectations having a chore list we set up a chore list and you can make it fun looking you can make it uh, happy looking with different logos and different uh, if they're into butterflies you can have butterflies or, or frogs or something you know and you can have a list of things that we're doing so during the summer kids do not have homework from school but they should have homework from the house from you for doing things around the house now this does several things for them it increases their skill it builds their character and it expands their potential you know there are a lot of kids that just can't push a broom and I don't understand that I really don't understand that why, why you don't know how to dig with a shovel you know we give our kids a shovel just to let them go out and dig and uh, a lot of kids don't have the uh, tactical uh, or tactile physical ability because they're not asked to do anything and it's not their fault it's, it's, mom it's and not dad's their fault, fault. I, it, it's mm -hmm. I, I don't think that necessarily is embarrassing for them but you feel bad that th this guy is how old and he's never swung a hammer I mean hitting just one nail and missing every time and I understand coordination is different for everybody but it sure helps when you've had practice doing something besides you know tapping on the phone or we're just uh, watching the TV clicking a remote doesn't take that much skill <laughs> and all of us are pretty good at that and it doesn't take much practice so yeah. have a chore list and it increases their skill builds their character that's a big thing today because a lot of kids don't even volunteer for stuff um, in school or church or wherever they're at workplace and so if you increase their skills they'll have the character say oh I'd like to try that and also expands their potential because it gives them something new. And it also gives them a feeling of accomplishment that they mm -hmm. have right. done something well and that boosts their confidence in a good way. Right. That adds to self-worth. Now, our value is found in Christ alone, but when it comes to the way that us as humans process things, there is a sense of accomplishment and achievement and that job well done. Now, we're not, we don't want to condition our kids to live for performance-oriented value but there is after after the mo, uh, lawn is mowed uh, wow there's a sense of purpose being fulfilled and accomplishment and so i encourage you with that another thing have an alarm clock for waking up in the summertime do it you do it in the school year i hope <laughs> you know i hope it's not that you have a teenager you still have to wake up to get going to school or to get to the ride so make sure you have an alarm clock for them you can buy them very cheaply somewhere you can have them save them buy one that they like i think that'd be a good way to go with that and then also have a bedtime and lights out rules even during the summertime there's no reason <laughs> unless you're watching an nba basketball game <laughs> i'm joking with that too but really that that could be really late by the time they start those games today 
And so make sure you have some expectations. Make it healthy. It doesn't have to be the same thing every night, but, but be consistent with your expectations uh, with your students and communicate those things. And I, I hope that you're encouraged with these helps here today. Here's one more send-off verse for you. In Proverbs 24, verses 30 through 32, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. So it's kind of going hand in hand. He doesn't have much experience. He's slothful. He doesn't understand much in life. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. This week, after, you, after listening to this uh, program, if you drive by some place that's falling apart, barns falling apart, house falling apart, everything overgrown, use that as an object lesson to your kids. You don't want to be like that. that there's a slothful person there. Now, it could be any number of reasons. Maybe somebody died or is ill. We understand that. But let's say there's able-bodied people there, and they're just not taking care of things. You could use that as a good object lesson, just like the Proverbs said. Receive instruction from it. Consider it well. We want to be successful in life. And a lot of the success of our kids goes back to the parenting expectations with uh, slothfulness or to not be slothful. And the Bible is very powerful. So, you know, you could have your kids or your family memorize a verse together that has to deal with this. Or I have a little chalkboard in my kitchen and I sometimes write a verse on there that I feel would be a help to my kids or to me. And even though they might not say anything, I know they read it. And Oh, yeah, you see them staring at it and looking at it. Or they'll take a piece of chalk and embellish it. So I know that they've read it. And so it's getting into their hearts. And even the chore list, there's scriptures on that about serving with a happy attitude and uh, things such as this. And so I encourage those parents with slothful kids. It's human nature. But with God's help, you can instill something much, much better and have winners in life uh, as your children. If today's episode has been a help to you, please give us a five-star rating and post a positive review about the program. We would love to answer your questions too. Just go to wiltonbaptistchurch.com slash radio. That's wiltonbaptistchurch.com slash radio to submit your question. Thanks for listening today. Let's choose the upward way.